Hey guys, this is Ash and Akins, and welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast, Nerd Edition, Episode 3. Nerd Edition, Episode 3, man. We are glad to be back with you, and I'm glad we are ready to talk some nerd stuff here. I like that intro, Mr. Ash. Man, I think that's going to be a permanent part of the show now. Uh, good, good, good. Uh, guys, if y'all haven't noticed, I've been away for several weeks, uh, been dealing with some... Uh, personal life issues but me and jason's ready to get back to it uh true two guy style all right man we're ready to rock and roll we're ready to go glad jason. to have you back man i'm glad to be back i'm, I'm feeling good and i'm ready for this good deal good deal all right well let's just let's just go ahead and dive in you ready let's dive in brother all right um first thing i would like to talk about is the harley quinn movie okay okay now i know you've been keeping up with it and and, and what's going on um, it's not doing too well at the box office. No, that's what I read. That it, it's not doing too well. Uh, they actually changed the name on, in the box office from just Birds of Prey to was it Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey? Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey. Which it would seem to me, if you were a company as big as Warner Brothers, your marketing people that wouldn't even come up. That would be like, hey, this is what we've got to do. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. After you've done released a movie. What are you doing changing the name of it? Man, I, you know, you, okay, most people are not going to know who the Birds of Prey are. That's a very um, obscure group in DC Comics. I know they had a TV show back several years ago, I believe, on WB. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not like they've got a big fan base to pull from. So, but Harley Quinn, because of the Suicide Squad, she and the Joker and the Joker, I mean, yeah, right. She's got she's got a little bit more name recognition. So you think, okay, let's go with the name recognition. People like Margot Robbie, yeah. Um, this this is something that will get a people's attention. And unfortunately, they went the other way. And I don't think that's the uh, only contributing factor. But I think the the box office numbers are showing that it's just. Well, there are a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of reasons that it, that it's not showing up. Well, you know, and I, we talked about this before, Jason. And I'm not a big DC fan. If I, I mean, I like Batman. I enjoy his story. You know, through the years, watching the new movies coming out, DC's messed up a lot through the years. And we've talked about this several times. I enjoy the the DC TV universe better than I do the movie universe. Well, it's better put together. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, in research for this show, you know, I had I had looked over some Black Canary stuff. Okay, the character that plays the Black Canary on the TV show, in my opinion, far superior to the one playing in the movie. From what I've seen, I've not seen the movie yet. You know, she shows the the um, the lady that's playing Black Canary in the film shows a, some interesting aspects and some good acting at times, mm -hmm. but. I don't think they really hit upon her Black Canary persona to really till the very end. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, which was another mistake they made. Um, I mean, it was kind of a big moment when, when she introduces her power. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, well, why the heck were you doing this to start with? Right. You know, with, with these group movies that DC's doing, you know, you got The Birds of Prey, you had The Suicide Squad... You've had Justice League, 
in my opinion, you know, and I'm stuck on the Marvel format. I yeah. enjoy what Marvel's done. Yes. They're introducing characters, and if they're introducing a character in a group movie, they're doing it in such a way that, hey, we already know about this character. Or they tease it in the movie beforehand. Exactly. And in the next movie, introduce it. In a cutscene something. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. If if DC, and I'm like you, I'm not a big DC fan, but they have a rich enough um, history and catalog they can pull from that if they were doing it in the same way Marvel does theirs, it would at least be enjoyable. DC's biggest problem is Warner Brothers. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion. I agree totally. If Warner Brothers didn't have their hands on DC, mm-hmm. DC could be a powerhouse just like Marvel. And to really, I, I, I think the best thing that could ever happen to DC, and I know people are going to you know, say boo on this idea because they're such an empire, but if Disney bought DC... Yeah. Because then they'd pump the money uh, until man, we do it right. It would be something fantastic. Oh, it'd be great. I mean... You'd have to revamp the whole series and everything else. Recast. Re- recast, reintroduce new characters. Mm-hmm. But man, if Disney and Kevin Feige had their hands on DC. Ooh, man. You know, Marvel has the advantage. You got Kevin Feige. He goes all the way back to 2001, the original yeah. X-Men movie. Yeah. And that's where he started making his bones. And he had this vision this great vision for what it could be, and then Disney's got the money to put into it. Yep. So they said, listen, we're going to let you guys have your studio. We're going to pump the money to it. And eventually, over time, it's 11 years. They're 11 years in now. Yeah. Um, it's got to what we see now. Uh, DC, on the other hand, and we've talked about it many times, you know, they're several years in to a convoluted mess. A uh, big mess. Big mess. Big I mean, they've done talking about recasting Superman and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's only so many times you can recast Superman. Well, he's kind of the pivotal character. Yeah. He uh, is DC. I mean, him and Batman are DC. And, and they've done so many Batman films. You know, the Christopher Nolan Batman films were great. But I think, in a way, DC has suffered from that, too. Mm-hmm. Because there was no explanation or exploration of any further DC universe in those films no. because Christopher Nolan didn't want that. Right. Well, now okay, now DC's going to do their thing and you're going to go from an extremely popular series like the Dark Knight trilogy to something else altogether. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think when you when you do that and then you do it in a, in a convoluted way to where you don't build the characters, you just say, "Here, looky here, this is Cyborg." Well, who the heck is Cyborg? Who is he? Who is he? You what, know what happened? Why is he a robot? Right? Why is he half robot? Cyborg? Why is he? Yeah, yeah. Explain this whole thing to us in in a little bit more than two minutes of a clip or a recording. Right. And then you say, okay, well, instead of building Thanos over five years to six years like they did in Marvel, maybe even longer, we're going to go ahead and introduce his equivalent in DC, Dark Side. Yeah. Boom. Right I mean, off the bat, Thanos was he was. I would say they were developing Thanos from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have to. You kind of have to. With a character that big, a big evil like that, you've got to. Well, and it, it gave time for everything to build. It did. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's it, it's it's almost become cliche to talk about how much better Marvel has done in building their universe than DC. But then they come out with Birds of Prey, which should have done really well, but. I think they 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 went too far into the whole girl power aspect. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that. It's a it's a it's a it's a female hero driven mm-hmm. movie. Okay, I get that. And, and some people have argued that they actually did a better job of that than Captain Marvel did. 
Wow. So, you know, and to be honest with you, I, I saw the film. It's better than what they're saying it is to me. Okay. Um, now, they made some um, what I consider mistakes, um, and some of them were so big that I just don't know that I would ever go see another film like that from DC again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, 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 since it's been out for a while, I won't worry too much about spoilers. Um, now, I know you haven't seen it. Do you want uh, No, carry on, carry okay. on. Yeah. Um, but Margot Robbie, she gives a great performance, but her portrayal, which Harley Quinn's kind of an extreme character. Mm-hmm. She's, she's very uh, mental, kind of like the Joker. A little bit of that goes a long way. You know, just like the way Gerald Leto played the Joker. I don't mm-hmm. know if I could take two hours of that. No. You know, but um, it is far from subtle. But it was it was just a little too much of the same joke over and over again. Um, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask was fantastic. Here is somebody that they could have a villain that they could have 10 years from now. He could always be playing a part. He's, you know... His his mainstay is as a Batman villain, mm-hmm. um, so I, I thought, okay, this is good. Victor Zaz did not like the way they portrayed him. Um, he was more of a thug than what he truly is, and that is, he's very he's an educated, intelligent man, very smart, and he's a serial killer basically. He's a serial killer who thinks he's doing a good thing, and so I, I felt like they got him wrong. Uh, in the end, <clears throat> they kill off the black mask, and there's no doubt he's dead. In the way they kill him, right. there's no doubt. And I thought, man, you have just wasted one of the great villains. So that, and uh, I, I, they could have done a little bit more, I think, with Black Canary, which I guess they just didn't have the time uh, because of, of all the other characters they were introducing. The Huntress was okay. Um, there was there was some good comedy. Uh, I have there was some good comedy. But the the lack of realism, and that that's one thing you know. DC's always been pretty good on 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 kind of having a dark film that was a little bit more reality based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Marvel, I'll give it to them. They try to make theirs. You know, listen. I know a lot of this isn't very realistic, but we're going to try to look at it from the standpoint of what if, right? You know. You know, in my opinion, DC, the best they've done as far as really, really, really reality-based, the Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy, Because yeah. everything in that movie could be realistic. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, I always thought the, the Joker character that Heath Ledger played, I told my dad one time when we were watching, I said, you know, I saw people like that down in the jail where uh, me and Ish used to work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I mean, even Bane, you know, in the original Batman, uh, what was it, Batman and Robin, Bane was introduced. Yes. He was all pumped up on this juice. Oh, and, Venom. Yeah, he would right, inject right, this Venom right. and it would just... It, <sighs> and in this movie, you know, it was it was realistic. Yeah, he was just a big, strong guy. Just a big, strong guy. Yeah, very driven. Um, you got the way that Christian Bale played Batman by the time the... Um, uh, the Dark Knight comes around, he's so beat up. Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's so beat up and broken up, as any person would be, mm-hmm. from his exploits, that um, he can barely get around. Right. So I, I thought, you know, that's that seems realistic, man. If you take a fall from a from a catwalk or yeah. or you're, you're fighting 20 guys, more than likely you're going to slip a disc. That's right. You that's know? right. 
So I, that that I, I totally agree with you. It was a little bit more reality based. Joker didn't have any superhero no. uh, superpowers. None of them did. None of them did. It, it wasn't anything where anybody was exposed to gamma rays. No, nothing at all. Mm-mm. But I mean, it, 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 to me, I wish all superhero movies could be more reality based. Yeah. Yeah, with Marvel, and we both love Marvel, and I love the characters, and some of them are realistic. Yeah, like Iron Man, for instance. Yeah, if if that that technology is a little bit ahead of our time, but there'll be a time twenty years from now where we look at it and say, "Well, heck, anybody can do that." Yeah, and even even like characters like Hulk, there could be some crazy in a hundred years from now that could cause something like that. Well, you know, um, I mean, when you when you get into the concept of split personalities and and things like that. Um, you know, of of course, I, I I'm not I can't see anybody turn into a big green monster, but uh, you know the this the, the the chemical and psychological changes that right. take place exactly. You know, okay, yeah, I could see someone going from being somewhat normal to a raging lunatic monster, right? With strength, and even with like Thor, for instance. You know, I've always you know I'm I'm a believer in God, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but. You got to look. There's a concept for these religions, and they came from somewhere. They came from somewhere. Thor's a part of the Norse religion. Absolutely. To them, that was just as normal as me and right. you talking about John the Baptist. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and conceptually, at some point, maybe there was more than one God. You know, I and mean, I, I'm not trying to sound, you know, anti-Christian, but our universe, our world, and everything's so old. There could be uh, what I'm saying. Ideally, there could have been more than one God. I'll go at some point. Yeah, I'll go along with you on on the, talking about just the just our our world and and the history of our world. I I, I love the great uh, quote from Graham Hancock where he says we're like a species with amnesia. Yeah, there's a lot about our past that we truly don't know. Exactly. You know, history wasn't wrote right, but there's got to be some some basis to it because even back we're talking long long time ago. There's uh, the Egyptians, for instance. They got carvings in these pyramids of these old gods and well and speaking of i mean how did they build them to start with exactly you know it wasn't with ropes and and and, and poles because right, right. that's some pyramids are huge we, we couldn't build them today no not with our technology no so you know going back to harley quinn that there was there was a lot in there that with these people uh, or these uh, characters that absolutely wasn't realistic mm-hmm. um beyond what you would accept. You know, you're like, okay, well, that's a comic movie. Well, it gets to a point where it's just like, no, this is this is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it, it got to that point, um, and it just wasn't realistic. The big fight scene at the end, um, you know, at some point, a good guy's going to take a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the heroes is going to take a hit. Not in this movie. And, and and then they could they there was there was some reference to Batman, some reference to the Suicide Squad. I thought that was kind of neat, but they could have done a lot more with that. Um, they didn't connect as directly to the um, the rest of the DC universe as I thought they should have. So you know, really, it's almost like their projects at Warner Brothers with DC are like, okay, this director comes in, he's got an idea. You've got an actor or actress. They got an idea for the character they're playing. 
and they say, okay, do a film about it. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, well, they don't have any, they don't have a Kevin Feige saying, no, no, it's got to fit in. Right, it's got to fit. It's got to fit. And so Marvel's done such a good job fitting everything together. Oh, man, they have. Uh, and if you know, maybe with the Wonder Woman movie, they're talking about the Flashpoint movie still. Maybe they can do a reset. Right now, that is without a reset out of those two films. I don't know. If, I think DC because what DC is doing, and they did it with this film. They're not bringing in the DC fan base. They're almost saying, well, we don't really care if you like it or not. We're hoping, you know, like this film was obviously marketed to uh, to younger females. Right. Well, that's great. They, woman they, power. I woman mean, power. And, they, they need something. And they deserve it. They deserve it. I mean, they should have heroes, too, that represent them. At the same time, that doesn't need to be the only base that you market a film to. You want to market it at least to everybody else too. Absolutely, no doubt. You know, and so that it has, I think it has done worse than Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Wow. And and that's hard to do. And that is hard to do. It may be right there with um, Jonah Hex from 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So how would you rate the movie? Let's say on a 10 point rating system, how would you rate Birds of Prey? I'll give it a six. Give it a six. I'll give it a six. That ain't too bad. I mean, that's that's a watchable movie. Mm-hmm. Anything below a five to me is not watchable. I might watch it for shits and giggles, but yeah, you might you might you might watch it when it comes on TNT or yeah, it TBS. Might, it might be something that I'll fall asleep watching and I have to take two or three times to watch it. But right, right. I yeah. do that with podcasts a lot. I'll right, turn, I'll turn I, them on and I go to sleep and I never did get to hear my but podcast. Yeah, I do too. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. Oh, uh, so with the with the Wonder Woman movie, I see it being a good movie. I do and too. They're going to do good with that. I'm interested in seeing the Flashpoint movie. I think that has big implications uh, the for ba- the DC universe. The Batman and the Flash are my two favorite DC characters. Oh, okay, I didn't uh, know Flash was. Yeah, I like the Flash. Okay, and I fell in love with the Flash really, and it wasn't too long ago when the Flash movie came on uh, uh, WB Network. The TV show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what I and I, I think he should have been the character that played Flash in the movies. But there were DC a lot of don't felt that way. DC don't listen to me. Warner Brothers don't listen to me. I don't get a paycheck for being a Kevin Feige. So right, let them do it. They can do it their way. I don't care. Well, the, now the, an interesting point of that is on this latest Crisis on Infinite Earth. You know, they had all the cameos from the DC TV universe. Mm-hmm. They also had um, Ezra Miller who played. The, the movie yeah, Flash I saw that he did that cameo yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting and it you know it's like they're getting everything right on the TV shows mm-hmm. they did their multiverse they got it right yeah. you know if the movies could catch up to that and, and maybe that's what they're setting the stage for with Flash is to say okay we're gonna this will translate into the films and we're gonna show you where all this has been happening over here and over there but this is now our main DC universe. Right. It's all going to be connected. It's Inter- all going to be connected. Intertwined. Yeah. Intertwined. So that way you don't say, well, what about Batman versus Superman? Well, that happened on Earth, such and such, such and such. Right. You know. We're going we're gonna to get you on Earth proper. Right. Earth proper. And this is the story. Earth one. This is the story we're going to tell now. Mm-hmm. And that's how DC and Warner Brothers could fix that. They could fix it, but they're going to have to really be proactive about it. They can't wait five or six more years to do it or they're going to lose their audience oh yeah and, and you know Marvel's so far ahead of DC right now yeah they, they don't even need to be worried about competing with Marvel they need to do their storytelling and do it right because I was thinking about this with Marvel we're 11 years in yes correct but they're uh, uh, phase four and phase five that's about five years total five or six years and they're already talking about phase six mm-hmm. so you're talking they're planning ten years out 
Okay, that will have them at the 20 year mark. Mm -hmm. And that still doesn't cover everything. No. I mean, then once you've covered all the stuff from the comics, from let's, let's say 1950s is when Marvel's comics. Yeah. About, yeah. Uh, you start creating new stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New stories are being written right now. Right. And so. Something I read, um, I read today actually, before I came over here, I was sitting on the couch, uh, thumbing through Facebook, and I came across an article. And it was talking about Marvel really has to get phase four right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If oh, yeah. they don't get phase four right, because they just got off of a $2 billion profit movie with Endgame. And then you had Spider-Man that made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But if, if they don't get Phase 4 right, that could be the collapse of Marvel. Well, I'll go along with that because this is the great transition period. And they're going to be looking at it from the standpoint of, can we go on without Robert Downey Jr.? I mean, he's a huge part of their success. You know, I keep seeing rumors and rumors and rumors that uh, RDJ may be making a comeback into the MCU somehow. I think once he's had a break from it. I think they may play that, uh, I don't know, maybe a scroll's the one that died. Well, speaking of which, you, there's talk right now of doing the Secret Invasion storyline as a Disney streaming show. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, and how do you get all those big money characters Okay. Into the Disney streaming show. Brother, they have, like for the WandaVision, uh -huh. $25 million per episode is wow. what they're putting into it. So it's going to be like a six-hour movie. Basically. It's broken up. Into well, it's kind of like The Mandalorian. I mean, you had a, a strong Star Wars story there, I felt. Oh, man. It was, yeah. The Mandalorian, um, two things they've done right in, in modern Star Wars were Rogue One and The Mandalorian. Oh, Rogue One is fantastic. Yeah. Better than any and of the bit, others. A lot of people bitch about Solo, but I like Solo. I haven't seen it. Really? I have not seen it. We'll have to get you to see it. Yeah, I need to watch that. Very bad. I mean, but yeah, a lot of, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, there was a lot, of a lot of negative vibes in the air at the time about the direction that the um, sequels, this last trilogy, yeah. were going. And I think Solo caught all that. Yeah, it did. It became the whip. So, uh, little Marvel news. Uh I'm hearing, uh, and this is a little older news, about a week and a half old, uh, Sam Raimi, you know, they fired the director for Doctor Strange, or he stepped away. Mm -hmm. Sam Raimi may be taking over the reins of the Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness movie. You know, if, if if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he did the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey yep. Maguire. Uh, he done Drag Me to Hell, which was a good horror movie. Uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead Great with horror movie. Bruce Campbell. And I think... I believe that the direction they're trying to go with Doctor Strange is a more of a horror-based movie, and he'll be perfect, perfect director for it. I think you're right, and that it has been confirmed. Has been confirmed. It has been confirmed. Um, Eric, uh, the director, um, Eric Erickson, I believe was his mm -hmm. last name, who was the original director for Doctor Strange too. He wanted to take it into a a much darker horror film genre I believe mm -hmm. and you know they're trying to push it into well it can be so that can be horror but we're really the main thing we're looking at here is the multiverse yeah so you're getting into some cosmic things you're getting into a lot of sorcery yes, a yes. lot of magic so I guess he just felt like he wasn't the right person for it and politely stepped out 
Sam Raimi, on the other hand, like you said, he has a lot under his belt on dealing yes, with different yeah. realities. Um, he really, in a way, he's kind of the godfather of the original modern day comic book film with the with the um, uh, the blockbuster. I mean, the first Spider Man was huge. Yes, yes. And it it was uh, we had never seen anything because they finally had the technology to do it right. Mm-hmm. So he's done good with that. Um, of course, Spider-Man 2 is considered by many to be one of the best. I um, think so. Yeah. So, Outside of the MCU now. I think outside what, of the MCU. I think what they've done now with Spider-Man is far superior than anything we've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They de- they definitely have. They definitely have. And, you know, that uh, if, 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 if you don't mind, I'll segue into some Morbius information. Sure, since we're talking Sam Raimi um, that brings up Sony. You know, Sony is calling their Marvel... Uh, production group, the SCMC, the SMCU, the Shared Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, of course, we don't have all the details of that sharing agreement, but some of it's becoming apparent. Yes. Um, Of course, in Morbius, we have already talked about and seen where Adrian Toomes, the vulture, he's in that movie. He's in that film. Um... Jared Leto, there's a scene where he's walking down the street and there's a Spider-Man poster that says murderer, referring to uh, the death of, um, of um, Mysterio. Yes. Uh, which I don't believe is dead. Which I don't, I don't, if anybody can pull it off, he can. Yep. But um, it was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit uh, that was in that picture. Well, the word now is, the leak now, because there's, a lot of leaks coming out about Morbius. I, I don't think Sony's got as a tight of control as, yeah. as they do at Marvel. Um, that they're replacing that picture with a Tom Holland picture. Okay. And then because that, I, had, I hate to come, I'm sorry to cut no, you go off. ahead. Go ahead. I had heard rumors that the Morbius movie was going to be set in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe. That was talk at one time. Yeah. That was talk. But I, I think, um, I think what Sony is doing. I think they've got a bigger agenda going on here. I think they're really going to go big with the Spider-Verse um, and, and all the different Spider-Man characters. But they realize, and, and I hope they continue to realize it, they have to be connected to the MCU to get all of those fans. And to be successful. And to be successful. And I think Sony's made the right move doing a shared universe with Disney. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I do, eventually Disney's going to buy Sony out. I figure they probably will. So Sony's looking, hey, let's make some money while we can. Right. Eventually, Disney's going to buy us out. I can see or that. Or at least buy these characters out. Or, or or they could just, yeah, or at least buy the characters out. Or buy the uh, the film, the studio out. Because, you know, you yeah. got Sony. They produce the PlayStation. They produce mm-hmm. all kinds of electronics, appliances. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're a huge company in their self. Um, but I could see uh, Disney buying the rights to uh, their film library and, and and all that. I could see it, um, just like they did with Fox, right? You know, because that that gave them the Marvel characters, but it also gave them a ton of other movies. Right. And as we discussed in a previous episode, Disney now owns the rights to Universal's properties as far as concerning the Hulk. That's right, and Namor, and Namor, and Namor. Uh, and my understanding is in 2021. Sony came out this last week and said they are going to do another Spider-Man connected film. Wow! Yeah. So, and, and the rumor on that is this will be Craven the Hunter. Wow! And it I'm will be based on to that. Man. I am too. I, I think that'll be great. They're going to base it, if the rumors are correct, on the comic storyline of Craven's last hunt, where he is trying to capture Spider-Man. Yeah. 
Um, so you think they're going to stretch out this Spider-Man on the run thing for some time? I do. I do. I definitely do because I, it's a good story. I think it's important to his arc to 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 have that out there. Um, and Sony's going to run with it. You've got uh, Marvel's already got a Spider-Man movie in production. And it's, I think it's probably 2022. Okay. But they've got four films. Marvel's, Marvel has four films coming out in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. With the Sony film, that will be a fifth film. I'm going to say that they're gonna, Sony will have an additional film. It'll either be a Venom film or uh, possibly some other iteration of Morbius and, and maybe even an introduction of the Sinister Six so it's twenty twenty one is going to be heavy on films. Yeah, I, I don't think we're too far out at this point from Venom two. I figure within the next few months, two to three months, we're going to hear October. Hey, look, we're, in, we're in production. It's it's going to be released in October. Okay. They've given they've given the they, in twenty twenty one. No, this year. This year, wow. Okay. This year we will see Venom two in October. So it, do you think Spider Man is going to be connected in that movie? I think Spot. I think they have to. I, I, because, you know, we've already had a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Yeah, and we all know, you know, Spider-Man pretty much made Venom. Right, right. Disney just took it and made a standalone movie with it. Right, 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 right. They, he, Spider-Man pretty much, if you go by the comic storyline, um, and so they've tweaked it a little bit because they had to because they couldn't use Tom Holland, but I, I think it's to the point now to where they can uh, just... I don't know what their agreement with the MCU is, but you know they're running with the ball. Yeah, and and that's great because if Sony does good quality movies, well then now you got twice as many good films to watch. Absolutely, you know, as long as they don't do stupid stuff like what happened when they said, "Okay, Disney, you can't use Spider Man anymore." Yeah, I mean, which man. is stupid. That nearly screwed both companies. Oh man, they would have lost. Think of the billions with yeah, a B. It's I mean, insane. It, so, so that 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 that's looking real good. And a lot of these leaks come from industry insiders. Yeah. Um, I know one of the big ones is Mikey Sutton. He leaks to everything always quite a bit. And, and a shout out to that site. We um, get a lot of information from them. But uh, some of the other leaks I heard on Morbius were that uh, the it, it was rumored and believed that the scene, the scene with Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture, was at the end of the movie, or that it was a in credit scene. Mm-hmm. Well, the latest rumor is that it was actually in the middle of the film that Morbius allows himself to get locked up to try to control his, his you know, his craving for blood mm-hmm. and what's happening to him. And in that prison, he meets Adrian Toomes, who is already putting together the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. And that at some point there's a jailbreak because Morbius engineers it or causes it. Yeah. And Toomes is released. Um, uh, the uh, guy who's playing the Scorpion, he gets released, and according to this rumor, uh, Cletus Cass—is it Cassius? Yeah, I believe so. Cletus Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Cletus Cassidy, who is, um, of course, will become Carnage, is in that prison also oh, wow. and, and gets out. Yeah. So now the that's one that's played by Woody Harrelson. The one that's going to be played by Woody Harrelson. That's a rumor. That's that's a total rumor. Um, whether it happens or not, I don't know, but it'd be interesting. They're doing some reshoots on Morbius and redoing some things before it gets out. 
but um, hopefully that's a sign they're trying to make sure they get everything right. That's good. And like, like I told you, I believe the shared universe is going to be good for Sony. I think they've realized their mistakes in the past. They've got the MCU to piggyback on. They can make some good films. Oh, they can. They can. They can definitely make some good films. And they're going to have some good actors to work with. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, what, really, the big thing with Sony, they just need to slow down. Yeah. You know, with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they tried to pack in as much as they could pack in. I hated the movies. Uh, they were terrible. Terrible. Yeah. They were. T- the The second one was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we shall see. So I want to segue back to Doctor Strange for a minute. I saw okay. a rumor that Deadpool may be coming to the MCU quicker than what we thought. Well, I, 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 I think that's probably correct. I'm hearing uh, hearing and reading Deadpool's going to be introduced in Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't have any con- confirmation of that. That's just rumors floating around. But I think it'd be a good movie for him to be introduced in. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it seems like the Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, is going to be wide open for all kinds of crazy Man, stuff. you can introduce so much with it. You can introduce oh, yeah. the X-Men. You can introduce, I mean... The fan has, you can introduce anybody into that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it gives you so many segues. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Could, that, you could be feeling the repercussions. I, I really think the Multiverse of Madness, coming off of the, the WandaVision series mm-hmm. as well, is going to be the game changer for now, the whole Marvel Universe. That TV show and that movie is supposed to play hand-in-hand hand with each other. They're supposed yes. to kind of yes. Yes. flow together. Well, and also, I'm hearing more and seeing more on the Loki show as playing into the multiverse of madness because if you notice, do you remember the ad they ran during the Super Bowl? Uh Loki's sitting there. He's actually in a prison uniform. And on his prison uniform, it says TVA. Okay. In Marvel Comics, that's very obscure. I didn't know anything about it until I read on it. That is the Time Variance Authority. They are a group that is in charge of making sure that people do not travel through time and change the timelines and disrupt things in a selfish or destructive manner. Wow. So they have Loki at that point. Now, you remember where we saw that um, Owen Wilson had signed on to be in the Loki series? Yeah. He'll be playing what's called the manager of the Time Variance Authority. Okay. And so it seems that Loki's probably going through time with the with the Tesseract doing all kinds of damage, inserting itself. Right. I mean, he could have went back to where Thanos killed Loki at that point and... Could have changed that. Could have changed it. He could have changed anything. You know, he could have he um, uh, been anywhere at any time. So, you know, I, I think that they're, that's going to play a part. And I think... That, like you said with WandaVision, will all play into the multiverse of madness and understanding of what, you know, how much more is out there. Right. Wow. Well, that's all the Marvel news I have. Do you have any other Marvel news you want to talk about? Uh, Emily Blunt allegedly has met with um, Kevin Feige and the folks at, at uh, Marvel concerning casting. Now, the two possibilities on that, of course, the heavy favorite is for her to play Susan Storm of the Fantastic Four. Um, Of course, everybody wants her husband, John Krasinski, as Reed Richards. There's also a slight chance that she would be playing, um, I believe, oh gosh, it's Doctor Strange's love interest. And it's going to be in uh, the Doctor Strange 2 film, and I cannot remember her name right now. but anyway, it's it's the actual daughter of Dormammu's. Okay. So I believe her name is 
Cleo. I believe it's Cleo. And so there is a rumor, well, she may be cast as Cleo because they were looking to cast that role. I hope that's not true. Right. I hope I hope that she's it's the Fantastic Four. Yeah. But we'll I guess I'm we'll ready. See. To, I'm ready to see that group introduced in the MCU as well as the X Men. Man, I'm just waiting. Oh yeah. I want it so bad. I think the the Eternals movie coming out in November is going to get everybody excited about the X Men. Yeah. I believe they're going to lay the groundwork. I believe so too. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, oh, uh, that's all I have on Marvel. But there is some Walking Dead news. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, February 23rd, Walking Dead returns. Um, there's been a teaser trailer put out on the show. Um, apparently, this season's going to start off with a bang. Wow. It's going to be total war. You know, and they had kind of a truce between the good guys and the whisperers. And see, now, I'm behind. I've not watched. Okay, okay. I've not watched Walking Dead since uh, Andrew Lincoln got took away on the helicopter. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm not going to spoil this for you then. Because you need to catch up. I will catch up. You need to catch up. I'm just going to recommend to anybody who watches it, this episode, I think, is going to be a pretty styled episode. Now, I have seen I've, I've seen rumors that Andrew Lincoln's coming back to the show. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, man. Andrew Lincoln was just... I thought he was a fantastic character. Oh, absolutely. I mean... And he's progressed so well through the years. He has progressed so well. Um, I would love to see him return. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just felt like when he was around, there was leadership. Yeah. You know, he he left the show, and the way they took him off the show is they were going to do some Walking Dead movies. Yeah, they were like straight to TV movies. Right, 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 right. That, and I don't know, I've not seen anything else about it. I don't know what happened. Maybe it didn't work out. Well, it was supposed to go with the storyline in the comics about an area um, in Massachusetts, I believe, or in the D.C. area, where they um, had kind of set up a, uh, a, a government and... People were trying to function in a society. Um, the Commonwealth is what it's referred mm-hmm. to. Uh, but I'm like you. Since that, since all that was being talked about, I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, I mean, maybe it just didn't work out. I mean, that could or maybe be. it's going to be another year before they release it. It could be. Could be. They may be keeping it quiet. Right. Very well could be. A uh, little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, I read that there's going to be a possible Mandalorian spinoff. Uh, probably be, be pretty good. They done real well with the Mandalorian TV show, so a spinoff got to be great. They did a great job with that show. Um, I also saw, and it's actually out now. There's a new Darth Vader comic book. Yep, yep. That I'm real interested in reading. I just got to find some more that sells comic books. I, b- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's set back in the timeline around the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Uh, either after that uh, or after the Return of the Jedi, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, before that, in between episode three right. and four, I'm not 100 right. sure, but I'd like to read it because they're saying that's going to be a part of canon. Well, and that that's uh, that 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 would definitely be worth looking into. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, this has been a great nerd news. Uh, yeah. We'll see y'all again next week with more nerd news. As we find it out, we'll let y'all know. All righty, listen up. See y'all next time.